0: This is episode 23 of the Upgraded Life Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Nick Sotelo. If you want to know three ways that you can increase your personal value in the marketplace, then stick around for this show because I'm going to break down all three things that you can do to help yourself to boost your value in the marketplace and be better compensated. This is a solo show, so it's just me, yours truly speaking to you. Now buckle in and let's get ready for a ride. Hello, thanks for tuning into the Upgraded Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nick Sotello. The Upgraded Life is my personal project where I help people realize and reach their potential. I've been a professional helper for 20 years. Here's what I'm convinced of the life that you have right now and the life that you want tomorrow is a product of your personal mindset, mission, and movement. Each episode of the Upgraded Life Podcast is going to give you something that you can do as soon as the episode is over to upgrade your personal mindset. Your mindset informs your mission. Your mission tells you how to move every single day. And together, that is the upgraded life. Hello and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Upgraded Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nick Sotelo, and this is going to be a solo show. Just going to be me and you. The topic for today's show is how to become aware of your personal value in the marketplace and how to increase that value in the marketplace should you find yourself in a situation where you just aren't satisfied with your current level of income and compensation. What I'm about to share isn't anything new. It's actually these these tenets that I'm gonna share with you have been around since the beginning of time. However, they probably aren't things that you have been taught either by your family, your community, your schools, your colleges, your universities, you probably weren't taught these things outright and specifically the way that I'm about to teach you. And I'll just use myself for an example. Since middle school, I was a straight A student. I finished high school with one B plus on my academic record. And there's a story behind that as well. And through college, uh, you know, I wasn't the best in undergraduate in terms of GPA, but I kicked it into high gear junior and senior year and, and finished with a respectable GPA from a well-regarded uh, college here in the state of Oregon, went on to a master's degree and finished a Ph.D. in 2015. So that's my experience through education and and through learning and when I came across these three tenets about how to increase your value in the marketplace, it was very simple and very humbling and I was never taught this straight out up until this point. So the market has and always will provide you compensation based on three things. The first thing is your knowledge. The second thing is your skill. And the third thing is your connections. Knowledge, skills, and connections. Now, it was about two years ago, I think in 2018, I found myself on an airplane with my wife headed to San Diego. And we were going to a conference. And I've been to a lot of conferences before. I have been a speaker at conferences many, many times. So I thought I knew what I was getting into. I thought that I had an idea of exactly how this three days were going to go, three or four days in San Diego much needed break away from the wet, gloomy climate in the Willamette Valley in Oregon. And here's what I thought. I thought that we would, you know, roll into this conference about nine in the morning, do some PowerPoints, do a lot of ooing and awing, taking some notes, have a nice lunch, come back after lunch. Have another afternoon session, maybe some breakout workshops, you know, be done by 4 p.m. Have the rest of the day and the evening to just enjoy, soak up some sunshine, maybe hit the pool, do some shopping. You know, the things that you typically might do in a standard conference environment. Well, none of that happened, and I really wasn't going to a conference I was going to what is called First Steps to Success, and that is a personal development seminar. That's the way I'll describe it, put on by Danny Johnson and her crew. I'm not an affiliate with Danny Johnson and First Steps to Success. So I just want to say that up front, but I do highly recommend people go to this. If you go to it with an open mind and with a desire to learn and grow you can get a lot of work done in a short amount of time so it wasn't your standard conference it was a personal development seminar which meant that we had to get in line to get into our seats I think at like five or 5 30 so we are literally in line at 530. With a bunch of other people waiting for these doors to open, I don't know, a quarter to eight, I think. And up until this point, I really had no idea what in the world was going to go on. (laughs) Really had no idea. I'll save the story of my First Steps experience for another episode. Just want to let you know that this is where I learned knowledge, skills, and abilities. I learned it at First Steps to Success. I learned it straight from Danny Johnson. And like I said, it was simple and humbling. And, you know, maybe I had heard this before. And maybe a lot of folks understand this and they pick it up along the way from other outlets and other venues. But I got to tell you, I hadn't. And by this time in my life, I carried a PhD. I've been working in a career for almost 20 years. I have started and kept up several small businesses along the way. And this stuff, knowledge, skills, and connections was pivotal for me. So basically here's how it goes. If you are not satisfied with your current level of compensation, and when I say the market, I mean the, the whole global market, uh, the whole uh, flow of money and resources in and out, it will pay for your knowledge, skills, and connections. And I know I'm repeating that over and over and over again. And that's on purpose, because I want you to, to really latch onto this and take it seriously. So let's look at knowledge. Do you, given your current circumstance, do you have the knowledge necessary to ask for more income, to ask for a better compensation plan? What is your knowledge base? in comparison to other people's knowledge base given the work that you're doing or the work that you want to do or the business that you're in or the business that you want to start what is your current knowledge base and you just have to be real about that you have to be brutally honest with yourself around how does my knowledge stack up to other people's knowledge and i think that there's really two parts to this knowledge I think that the universal knowledge that everybody needs to know is how to be a good person and how to be good to other people, how to tap into the wants and desires of other people, because when you get really good at helping people, other people get what they want you naturally end up getting what you need and want as well. And I think that's a fairly famous, um, Zig Ziglar quote, but it's also found in, he's <laughs> found in the Bible, right? The golden rule, do unto others as you would have done to you. And that's what I mean that these principles are, are timeless and they're ageless and they've always been at play. So where does this knowledge come from? Well, it's honestly all around us. It is available at the tips of your fingers. And there's a lot of different ways to to boost your knowledge quotient. Let's talk about like that, your knowledge quotient. So if you want to learn more, there's a lot of avenues for that. If you've gone through school or some level of college, you probably have some textbooks laying around right now. Look at those textbooks and ask yourself, did I really read this stuff? Did I really go the extra mile and not only read what was in the textbooks, but did I read the suggested reading that came attached to that book or that paragraph or that article? So chances are there is a ton of resource laying around in your house right now based on a education experience that you've already been through. But I'm going to ask you, did you really learn as much as you could from that opportunity? And I'm in my office looking at a bunch of books, some of them textbooks, and I would say I could use to go back through some of those books that I was, should have learned from years ago and maybe just skimmed through them and maybe just flat out didn't read them because I didn't feel like it was necessary. So that's one option. Tap into the resource that you've already spent money on already. Go back through lecture notes, go back through video lectures. If you were given those, and especially if they apply to the field of work that you're in currently, uh, definitely go back through those and see what you missed. See what makes sense to you now, but didn't make sense to you then because you're not at the same experience level. OK, and so another way that you can boost your knowledge quotient is to go to school. Go to any kind of school. Well, Not any school, but go to a school that is aligned with the type of person that you want to be and the type of work that you imagine doing or the type of career that you want yourself to be in. And you can do this no matter what your income level is currently. There are a lot of options out there for formal schooling that I believe can fit most anybody's situation. I just got done looking at some information on the internet about colleges that are completely free if you get in. So for those of you that maybe are in the pre-college phase that are listening to this, work your hiney off. Um, Get good marks. Also have a... You know, diverse background in terms of activities and interests and ways that you are impacting your community. Um, Oftentimes those things will speak more to the person that you are and that you want to be more so than your GPA does. But look at the options around you for going to school and learning a trade, learning a craft I can't speak to every state, but I am in Oregon and I know that Oregon does offer nearly free tuition to a state school based on your high school GPA. And if you come from a lower socioeconomic situation, if you're a, a foster child, if you were, in you know, ward of the court, then you do get absolutely free college. So there, there's that. And there are several universities that are drastically reducing their prices in order to get this knowledge out there. So if you are of the mindset that you can't afford school, I would challenge you to think otherwise and ask around. This is the connections piece and start looking at what is actually available now, there are are several other options out there in terms of boosting your knowledge through formal education that maybe doesn't lead to a degree and any more they're just as valuable so i'm talking about trade schools i'm talking about um, earning specific vocational certificates and those can prove to get you in the door faster you'll start earning money faster and you might outpace somebody who took longer and went through traditional college and you'll outpace them because you were able to enter the job market sooner. You have to be wise with your money. And that's a whole nother topic for a different episode of the upgraded life podcast, but it is possible to outpace somebody who has a college degree or multiple college degrees just because you've gotten into the workforce sooner. I think somebody did a study where they showed a minimum wage employee in fast food could outpace a doctor, medical doctor based on the race to retirement because they were able to start working at age 18 versus your typical physician probably doesn't become full-time employed at the top level of what a physician could be or you know the standard uh, physician income till between 28 and 30. So you miss out on a decade or more of being in the workforce and earning money by choosing to be a doctor versus if you were uh entry-level minimum wage employee. Again, I don't think people are out there selling that to you either, right? <laughs> but it is possible. It's all a matter of perspective. So look at Vogue certificates, look at opportunities, look at internships, apprenticeships, look at the trades. Those are, those are all ways that you can learn valuable skills without necessarily sacrificing the time and money to go to college. And if you think this is impossible, look around in our popular culture, right? There's a lot of people that are, literally billionaires that were college dropouts. They dropped out of college because they wanted to pursue their idea and they just had the get after it work ethic and mindset and didn't accept no as an answer and refused to let setbacks equate to failure. And those examples are all around And there's nothing keeping you from being one of those examples in the future. That's up to your mindset. And again, that's what this whole podcast is about is upgrading your mindset so that you can achieve the things that you want to achieve in this life that you can realize and reach your potential. Okay, so other ways that you can boost your knowledge, get on the Internet. Use your smartphone for something other than scrolling social media. If you are going to be on social media, you should be learning about people through your social media. What are the questions that people are asking? What are the problems that people are facing? What are the stumbling blocks? What are the hurdles? Get good at answering those questions, get good at providing plans and structures and feedback points to those popular questions that you're seeing on social media, and you can build a six-figure income. I promise you that. Okay, other things that you can do on the internet. Um, YouTube, right? Search for topics on YouTube that you can learn from. Khan Academy, K-A-H-N. Khan Academy has lectures from professors on a lot of topics, not every topic, but definitely your math and science and those type of topics are up there uh, to learn. And it's completely free. Um, there's a website called Udemy and Udemy allows, well, that's how I say it. Maybe it's called Udemy. I don't know, uh, but you can find specific lectures up there and webinars. You got to pay for some of them, uh, but you can also see the reviews and the number of courses sold, uh, you know, given that one that you're looking at so that you can get a better idea if it's quality or if it's worth the money there too. Uh, But Udemy is a a resource up there too that you could be learning from uh, at your fingertips, at your pace. Now, some of you say, may say, well, yeah, but Khan Academy and Udemy, that, that doesn't mean anything. That's just, well, it does, right? If you have the knowledge in your head and you're able to execute on it, it doesn't matter if you have a piece of paper that says you graduated from college or not. And as an employer that hires people and evaluates people, I can tell you there for every, for every college grad, There is a employee that doesn't have college that is just as valuable, if not more, because of the way that they apply their knowledge. There's a lot of smart people that have paid a lot for college education that just don't put it into action, and that doesn't make you valuable in the marketplace. (laughs) That's the skill part of this knowledge and then skills. There are plenty of successful business people, plenty of CEOs, plenty heads of agency that are doing so with high school diploma. And if they did earn a college degree, they probably did it along the way in a non-traditional format um, just so that they could boost their resume. So don't let that hold you back. Get the knowledge any way that you can, even if it's free knowledge straight off the internet. From free sources like YouTube, Khan Academy, um, small initial investment type resources like Udemy. Another great way to boost your knowledge quotient is start reading. Read books, listen to audiobooks, take in lectures from the from the experts in the thing that you want to know more about. Here's the thing about reading and audiobooks and lectures: if you Take in five quality books on any subject in any discipline and read them, consume them. It will put you in the top 10% of knowledge base for that particular topic or discipline. I'll say that again. In order to become an expert in terms of the knowledge in any topic or discipline, read slash listen to five books on the topic. That's all it takes to become an expert. I believe I got that from Darren Hardy in the book, The Compound Effect. I'll have to go back and look at that and make sure that I'm attributing that quote accurately. But I was kind of shocked when I heard that. But then when I looked back at my own experiences, you know, I would find that when I read a book, uh, you know, by this person on this topic and then I read, you know, another book on the same topic by a different author, they ended up saying the same things. And I always kind of thought, well, that's kind of weird. Why why are they saying virtually the same things? Well, the reason is because they often have the same initial source. Like in the social sciences, for example, when somebody writes a book about you know, something that's important in, in the field of helping people, well, they oftentimes they're pulling from the same body of research. So they, the original research is feeding um, various people at various times, and they end up producing books, manuals, curriculums, interventions that look quite similar. And it makes sense since they were looking at the same research, even though the, they didn't know that. So that's when that Darren Hardy quote about taking in five books puts you in the Top 10% of knowledge in that topic uh, rang true to me in my own personal experience. Now, another thing that I got from Darren Hardy in that book, The Compound Effect, was take the average commute of somebody living in the United States, and it's about 40 minutes is the commute to work and um, to return from work to home. So that's two 40 minute blocks a day, that's 80 minutes a day that you're in your car. And if you're not carpooling, you're in your car by yourself and you have total control of how you can use that time in your car. Now, are you going to use it like the typical person does and puts on radio, listens to music, talk, talk radio? Is that what you're going to do? Or will you choose to use that 80 minutes, that commute time to turn your vehicle into a learning lab? And Darren Hardy says in that book, The Compound Effect, that in about three years, if you were to take your commute time every single day, 80 minutes, and turn that time into a learning lab, then you would take in the same quantity of knowledge that somebody does when they earn their PhD. And I think that's just an amazing statistic to look at and to let it sink in because a lot of people will say there's no opportunity out there I don't have time to learn I can't afford it well what you have access to in terms of your time is the same amount of time that all people throughout the ages have had access to it just comes down to how do how are you going to choose to use the time that you have And I can say when I made that switch to turn off radio, turn off music, turn off talk radio and listen to books, listen to lectures, um, that's made a huge difference in my life in terms of boosting my knowledge quotient. So I'm going to stop there in terms of knowledge and transition into skills but I wanna recap what we talked about in knowledge. So you have to have knowledge that's above the curve, that's above the average. You need to step back, assess your knowledge in whatever the task is that you're being asked to do or the task that you want to do. You may want to open a business, you may want to go into a career, you may want to be competitive in a promotion or hiring process you know, ask yourself, how does my knowledge stack up to other people that are trying to do the same thing that I am? And if you're below the curve, if you're below the average, or if you're at average, then it's time to get to work. So either go to school, review the resources that you already have, the books and lectures that you've already taken in, go back over those and review them and see if there's things that you missed see if the refresher is helpful and see if it makes sense to you now that you are uh, a little bit further on in your experience. All right. So let's talk about skills now. So for me, the way I think about skills and the way I teach and train people to look at skills is to look at it as skills are the execution of your knowledge. So knowledge that is inactive is pretty much worthless knowledge that you put into action equates to your skill and skill level i mean take for example flying an airplane now you can probably read all about flying an airplane you can do a lot of things to boost your knowledge quotient about what it takes to be a pilot that's not going to get you where you need to be. You actually need to get into the cockpit. You need to get into the pilot seat. You need to have the training and you need to have the uh, actual experience of flying and getting feedback from that whole process about how you're doing with your flying skills. So hopefully that makes sense. Knowledge about being a pilot is important. It's critical. However, you need to put it in action in order to develop your skills as a pilot. Our skills are what make us unique in terms of the knowledge that we have as well. There are many ways of addressing problems. There are many ways to do a certain task and you will approach problems and tasks from a way that's uniquely yours and it's going to be driven by. How you're wired, how you've been shaped uh, up until this point, um, your personality, all those things are going to be factors into your approach to the work at hand, to the task at hand. And it's hard to understand that just from reading about whatever it is that you have been training yourself to do. So the only way to get better with your skills, to upgrade your skills, is to be bold, get in the seat, so to speak, and start doing what it is that you are being asked to do or that you think that you want to do in order to make an impact in this world. I remember early on in my life, I... I don't know why what was going on, but I read a book. I think it was a Dale Carnegie book and it was about how to be a public speaker. And the ultimate takeaway from that was the best way to be a public speaker is to take every opportunity you can to speak in public. (laughs) And you can read all about the ins and outs of being a public speaker You can read other people's experiences. You can go to opportunities where other people are speaking and delivering messages. That's all important. And that can provide context and inspiration, but none of it will take the place of you actually doing that thing. So the only way for me to get better at speaking in front of people, being a public speaker was to do just what the book told me to do, which was say yes to every opportunity to speak in front of people. And for the most part, I've done that. There have been times where I've said no, and I've actually regretted those times when I said no. And there were times where I said yes to speak on a particular topic that It wasn't really in my wheelhouse. It wasn't really something that I was, quote unquote, an expert on. But confidence goes a long ways. You do the research, you study up on it, study the experts in it and put your own spin on it. And voila, you can get in front of people and speak on pretty much any topic that you come across. In my opinion, that's that's my style. So that's my example of, you know, knowledge of public speaking versus actually doing it are two different things. You got to be able to execute on the knowledge. And the only way to do that is to jump into the activity, do what it is that you think is going to be asked, required of you and or the thing that you think is going to help you make the, the big impact on the world that you want. You have to be bold and get in there and do it. And then you also have to get good feedback around it. There's a great book out there called Peak, and it talks about, you know, basically how masters become masters at their craft. It talks about the 10,000 hour principle where that concept is that in order to become a master at anything, you need to put in 10,000 hours. And if you were to Google search that, you'll see people that are fans of that concept and, or you'll see people that try to debunk it. I'm actually a fan of it. The The difference that peak says is that you have to have intentional practice and intentional practice is bringing experts alongside of you so that they can actually give you specific feedback about how you can improve the thing that you're trying to do. And again, this plays out all over the place in this life. Um, you know, uh, people that are successful athletes have coaches around them all the time, um, you know, business people that seem to shoot to the top. One, well, if you peel back their story, they've had business coaches. Um, so putting in that 10,000 hours, putting in that reps is critical. Uh, you'll get more out of those reps if you have experts alongside of you uh, if you don't have experts say you're just working for an agency there are people that are ahead of you that have done what you want to do ask them for help ask them for feedback if they are a quality person they will give you some of uh, their time if they have an abundance mindset they definitely will give you some of their time now if they are of scarcity mindset if they're a dog eat dog type of person then they may not give you uh their time and that's okay learn from that too and you know that type of person will be short-lived they'll hit a wall and who knows maybe they will be coming to you to ask for help later on down the road so just like with knowledge there are ways to invest in yourself to get better skill. One way is to hire a coach, one way is to you know pay for a workshop to get in front of an, an expert in the thing that you're trying to do. Again, go to more skill oriented knowledge points, you know that you may have to pay for whether it's you know, live in person, or if it's online, you just have to not be afraid to invest in yourself. I think it's Warren Buffett that says the only investment that is guaranteed to pay off every single time is that investment that you make into yourself. I think those are very wise words by Mr. Buffett. You can also quote unquote pay for investment in yourself to learn new skills by volunteering volunteer in the industry that you want to be in or that you want to get better at sacrifice the time put in the extra effort look for people that maybe have retired and that have the skill set that you're after and see if they might give you some of their time there's a lot of ways that you can boost your skill set the best way is to get in there and do the thing that you want to do or that you need to do and don't be afraid to fail it's okay to be messy with it at first because that's how you learn and you learn from when you don't do it so well, that's all feedback. You can choose to think of it as failure or you can do like I do and teach to look at it as feedback and without the feedback, you'll never improve. So a lot of people don't ever get that feedback experience because they are afraid and they're timid and they're not in there doing the best that they can um, and letting go of the the need to be perfect or the need to do it right or the need to be regarded as the expert That's all a mentality that keeps you from getting the feedback that you need to increase your skill. So that way the market will regard you as more valuable. And that's why we're talking about this. We're talking about increasing your value in the marketplace. So let's move on to connections. So knowledge, skills and connections. And this one for me was hard to accept, hard to swallow, hard to embrace. But once I did, a lot of doors opened up to me and this kind of speaks to the adage that I used to find repulsive. I just, I didn't like it. I detested it, but it is a reality. It's a truth. It is a ageless, timeless concept. And here it is. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And I get it. I just spent probably 10, 15 minutes talking about knowledge. And that's, that's not, that wasn't a waste. But I think that out of knowledge, skills, and connections, connections is probably the most important factor. And the truth is, is that we don't get anywhere in this life, in this world, without the help of someone from other people, whether it was a little bit of time, whether it was a long enduring mentorship and relationship with them. But I dare you to find somebody who has reached success and can't point to several people that have been there and helped them along the way. It's just how it works. I know that We have this pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality, which, again, that's an important thing, right? And that speaks more to nobody cares about your future more than you do. And so that's where the bootstrap has to come from. You have to care more than anybody else does because nobody else is going to care about you more than more than you do in terms of your knowledge, skills and connections. you have to boost your network. You have to boost your, what Bruce Perry calls relational health. You have to boost what people in the social work field call your social capital. It is who do you have access to that can help you with your knowledge, that can help you with your skills, that can help you find opportunities where you wouldn't, on your own, have access to the, those opportunities who can introduce you to other people that can open up doors that otherwise you wouldn't even be able to knock on or that you wouldn't even know existed to knock on. All this comes from your connections. And if you're listening to this and you say, Nick, well, I don't know anybody. Well, you actually do. If you're 20 years old, there's a stat that I learned from. People like uh, Richard Bliss Brook and Danny Johnson, who I consider to be part of my network, and I have met these people in person. Um, and I don't have their phone numbers in my cell phone to text them, but uh, I have exchanged, you know, face-to-face words with them, and I have uh, exchanged messages with them online. And what these two people have taught me is as I was learning the skills involved with being a successful network marketer is that by the time you're 20 years old in the United States, you know, at least 2000 people. That means if you were to sit down, put a memory jogger in front of you and look at all the things that are on there in terms of prompts that you actually know by facial recognition, 2000 people. Now, Have you talked to those 2,000 people, say, in the last month? Probably not, unless you are somebody like me who keeps up on their relationships with others and connections with others. But the typical person doesn't keep up on those things because they don't understand the value in their personal network. Everybody has a personal network. It's like those textbooks that I talked at the beginning of this episode, right? It's the resource that you currently have access to, but you're letting it collect dust. Okay. So that's my challenge to you. If you say that you you just don't know anybody, you're not connected to anybody, sit down, get a memory jogger. I'll give you access to one in the show notes to this episode and just start listing out people that, you know, think about your daily routine. If you're a creature of habit and say you commute to work and maybe you stop to get a coffee, even though you shouldn't, because that is helping somebody else build their fortune while squandering your fortune. But again, topic for another discussion. But do you know that person who's at your coffee stand? That's somebody that you know. Uh, Maybe you don't know them by name, but you see them all the time. You see them every day or maybe multiple times a week. That's somebody that you know. If you don't know their name, shame on you. Next time you go through, ask them their name. That person that checks your groceries at the grocery store, right? Those are all people that, you know, the person that works the counter at the gym that you you go to, um, you know, the person that delivers your mail, the uh, I, you know, I noticed the same gentleman is delivering my FedEx packages every single week, the same person. That's somebody that I know, like, I don't know his name, but I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and introduce myself and, and learn his name. So that's what I mean by everybody knows at least 2000 people by the time that they're 20 and it's getting yourself to think like that, right? Cause that's your current network. Now, who knows who might be able to help you in your current network? Uh, You're guaranteed that there are valuable people within your current network who have no idea who you are and what you're about and aren't even thinking about ways that they can help you because you haven't ever asked them. You haven't ever spent time with them. You haven't ever done something to help out their cause or even ask them how you can help out their cause but you could and you should and you never know where that's going to lead to now depending on what your goals are and what you're trying to do chances are you're going to have to expand your network as well and that means looking for opportunities to Join other circles of people, join other networks, and this may be uncomfortable. And it's something that, you know, you may feel like it's it's phony, it's a waste of time. And I'm going to tell you, get over that mindset. Well, you know, one of my biggest regrets going through college, if I were to do that over again, I definitely would have joined a fraternity Uh, At the time, I didn't see the value in it. I definitely didn't see the value in connecting with other people. I was pretty much a lone wolf. I did things on my own. I did it my way. I didn't value the feedback from other people. And, you know, unfortunately, it it worked for me for, for too long, meaning I was pretty good at the things that I chose to take up and just had some success. But ultimately that ran its course and it took a long time for me to come to the realization that I I really do need feedback. I need help from other people and I need to expand my network. So if I were to do my college experience all over again, I would have joined a fraternity and I look at people that were in my graduating class. I'm now in my early forties. And these are all people that are doing things. Some of them have already been in state government. Some of them are running for different positions in you know, local city and County and state government. And I actually know those people, but had I been part of a fraternity, for example, I would have known them in a, a much different way and would have had a different lasting bond, uh, with, with some of these people. So, Um, But that's lesson learned. Um, I can't, you know, think, oh, I didn't do that. So now I'm stuck. Well, no, I just have to keep expanding my network. So when I get invited to go to functions, I say yes. Even if it's something that I'm not really into, uh, because you just never know who you're going to be able to connect with in, in those opportunities. And again, it's not connecting purely for, you know, your intent for personal gain. You connect so that you can help other people. Again, remember the quote, the, the golden rule and, uh, being able to help other people, um, so that, you know, ultimately you have a resource to help you, uh, Jordan Harbinger, somebody that I've been tapping into lately and, you know, his, his mantra is ABG always be generous. And I, and I really like that generous with our time, generous with our resources, um, generous with our feedback, uh, ABG and a great way to apply ABG is with getting to know other people, getting to, uh, run with different circles of people. And I can tell you that there's, not much of a greater feeling that comes along that when you run into somebody that has a need and it's not something that you can help them with, but you can connect them with somebody who can. And when you get that feedback, uh, thanks for that referral that really helped me. That was a lifesaver. I don't know what I wouldn't have done if I hadn't found that person. Thank you so much. And that's a huge piece of expanding your network and expanding your connections. Now, in terms of you know, overall value in the marketplace, what creating powerful connections does is it really increases your trust quotient. And so people, people are more apt to do business with you. People are more apt to hire you. People are more apt to promote you if they trust you. And if you don't have a lot of direct one-to-one experience with that person sitting on the other side of opportunity, then you may not have trust established with them. But if you have trust established with a ever-increasing network, then that person holding the opportunity on the other side of you may be able to reach out to those people that do know you, that do trust you. Uh, Maybe you have common contacts in between uh, each other that they can um, reference for you and get that as that trust established that's really a a huge byproduct and an important byproduct of expanding your connections expanding your network is it boosts your your trust quotient so to recap some practical ways to expand your network is number one sit down and, and write out your list of 2,000 people, I'll give you a memory jogger in the show notes. I'll probably ask you for your email and then I'll send it to you just to be up front for that. And then say yes to functions that you normally wouldn't say yes to. Go to parties that you normally wouldn't go to and do so with the intent of meeting three new people every single time and be intentional about logging the people that you meet in somewhere, whether it's a a paper journal or whether it's an online, uh, CRM or just plugging it in your phone. Um, but start developing the list of people that you meet. So that way you can follow up with them at a different time. And, you know, I also teach a, a skill that I learned again from first steps called the form skill. And, Hey, I'll do that a whole nother episode on form um, so that you can look at that. But uh, there are some resources for that online, but not very good ones from what I saw. So uh, that's why I'll probably even be more motivated to do it myself. But anyway, form is a way of just introducing yourself, having a conversation. So that way you get to know people in a relatively short amount of time. But, you know, at minimum, before you learn the form skill, when you meet somebody, just, you know, ask them their name and what they do and what they like about what they do, (laughs) ask them what they do for fun. And you'll get to know them plenty just by that quick exchange. And if they ask you the same, well, you know, be bold and, and, and tell them what you're about as well. But say, say yes to uh, events, say yes to benefit dinners, say yes to uh, volunteer opportunities, say yes to going, on the school field trip with your, with your kids, you know, you never know who you might run into in in that opportunity. There's a lot of things that you probably are saying no to right now that you get asked um, to do on a weekly basis that if you were to just say yes, you would have the opportunity to expand your connections, your network, your relational health, your social capital. All right, so that's knowledge, skills, and connections. And I have people at work that reach out to me quite a bit asking for help and guidance for moving their career on to land promotions, to find opportunities. And I talk about knowledge, skills, and connections all the time. So I figured why not put it in a podcast episode then I can just point people to that no i'm happy to have the conversation uh, in person but my intent for this is to be an enduring resource for people who want to hear it again or maybe are being exposed to it for the first time so this was just under an hour and each one of those Concepts, knowledge, skills, and connections could be its own hour long show. It actually could be, you know, multiple hours long. And, but I hope that you got a good overview of this concept. And I also hope that you are going to be able to apply some of it practically to your life as soon as you're done with this podcast, because that's my aim. I don't want you to just listen to gain knowledge, although that's important, but I want you to be able to execute on the knowledge. So, So here's what I'll do. I'll put together a worksheet for knowledge, skills, and connections that will be available uh, in the show notes. You'll have to go over my website to get it. Uh, It'll be an email opt-in, but I'll be happy to give that to you so that you can get uh, plugging away and increasing your personal value in the marketplace. Just want to say thank you for giving me about an hour of your time to invest in yourself. that's how i view what i'm doing with this podcast i want every episode to be an opportunity for you to sacrifice some of your time to invest in yourself so that way you can learn something and apply something new to help you upgrade your life if you're a fan of this show a couple things that you can do to let me know that one is to go over to apple podcasts and leave me a five-star review the other thing that you can do is subscribe to this podcast subscribe to it on apple podcast or on spotify or wherever it is that you're listening to this hit the subscribe button. That'll give you a notification every time a new episode drops. And it's just one of the ways that it tells the podcast world that this is a show that people are listening to. This is a show that people are benefiting from and that this is a show that other people ought to check out. So those are two great ways to help me with my podcast, with my project, get my message out there because I believe what I have to offer is a message that needs to be heard far and wide as you were listening to this and you really were aligning with what I was talking about and how I was presenting it. And maybe you had a thought that working specifically with me as your coach is something that you're interested in. Here's how you do that. Go to this website, com forward slash coach. When you get to that web address, You'll give me some of your information on how to get a hold of you. You can schedule a time with me. And then what I will give you in exchange is a 30-minute strategy session. That's where you and I get on the phone, get on a Zoom call. And I just learn about who you are and what it is that you're trying to do with your life. And if it's something that I believe that I can help you with, then we'll take the next step. If it's not something that I believe that I can help you with, then I will give you a quality referral to somebody who possibly could help you. That's the way that those initial calls work. All right. And to get the other resource that I'm going to attach to this show in terms of worksheets for you to look at your knowledge, skills, and connections, again, you'll have to go over to my website, www.mixatello.com forward slash T U L podcast. And from there, look at this episode and you'll see a link to get the worksheets that I'm going to offer. So, all right, my friends, uh, thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with me. And I really hope that you got something out of this. That's going to be able to upgrade your life. That's going to be able to improve your value in the marketplace if I am speaking to you, be sure to pass this episode on to somebody else so that they can have the same benefit. This is Dr. Nick Satello. This is the Upgraded Life Podcast, imploring you to do whatever is necessary to upgrade your life so that way you can realize and reach your potential. I'll catch you on the next episode.